Hello, this is Anders. Welcome to LitCast. Today I'll be reading lines 164 through 331 from Beowulf. So, Grendel waged his only war, inflicting constant cruelties on the people. Atrocious hurt. He took over Herat, haunted the glittering hall after dark, but the throne itself, the treasure seat, he was kept from approaching. He was the Lord's outcast. These were hard times, heartbreaking for the Prince of the Shieldings. Powerful counselors, the highest in the land, would lend advice, plotting how best the bold defenders might resist and beat off sudden attacks. Sometimes, at pagan shrines, they vowed offerings to idols, swore oaths that the killer of souls might come to their aid and save the people. That was their way. Their heathenship hope. Deep in their hearts, they remembered hell. And the almighty judge of good deeds and bad, the Lord God, head of the heavens, the and high king of the world, was unknown to them. Oh, cursed is he who is who in times of trouble has to thrust his soul in the fire's embrace, forfeiting help. He has nowhere to turn. But blessed is he who after death can approach the Lord and find friendship, friendship in the Father's embrace. So that troubled time continued. Woe that never stopped. Steady affliction for half-dane's son. Too hard an ordeal. There was panic after dark. People endured raids in the night riven by the terror. When he had heard about Grendel, Hygliax Thane was on home ground over in Gateland. There was no one like him alive. In his day, he was the mightiest man on earth, high-born and powerful. He ordered a boat that would ply the waves. He announced his plan to sail the Swan's Road and to search out the king, that the famous prince who needed defenders. Nobody tried to keep him from going. No elder denied him, dear as he was to them. Instead, they inspected omens and spurred his ambition to go. Whilst he moved about, like the leader he was, enlisting men the best that he could find. With 14 others, the warrior boarded the boat as captain, a canny pilot along coast and currents. Time went by. The boat was on water, in close under the cliffs. Men climbed eagerly up the gangplank. Sand churned in the surf. Warriors loaded a cargo of weapons, shining war gear, in the vessel's hold then heaved out, away with a will on their wood wreath ship, over the waves, and the wind behind her, and foam at her neck. She flew like a bird, until her curved prow had covered the distance on the following day. At the due hour, those seafarers sighted land, sunlit cliffs, sheer crags, and looming headlands. The landfall they sought. It was the end of their voyage, and the gates vaulted over the side and onto the sand. They moored their ship. There was a clash of mail and a thresh of gear. They thanked God for that easy crossing on a calm sea. When the watchman was on the wall, the shieldlings lookout, whose job it was to guard the sea cliffs, saw shields glittering on the gangplank and battle equipment being unloaded. He had to find out who and what the arrivals were, so he rode to the shore. The horseman of Hrogarth's uh, had and challenged them. In formal terms, flourishing his spear. What kind of men are you who arrive rigged out in combat in coats of mail, sailing here over the sea lanes in your steep hold boat? I have been stationed as lookout on this coast for a long time. My job is to watch the waves for raiders and any danger to the Danish shore. Never before has a force under arms disembarked so openly, not bothering to ask if the sentries allowed them safe passage, or the clan had consented. Nor have I ever seen a mightier man at arms on this earth than the one standing here. 
unless I am mistaken. He is truly noble. There is no mere hanger-on in a hero's armor. So now, before you fare inland as interlopers, I have to be informed about who you are and where you hail from. Outsiders from across the water, I say it again, the sooner you tell where you come from and why, the better. The leader of the troop unlocked his wood hoard. The distinguished one delivered this answer. We belong by birth to the great people and owe allegiance to Lord Hygliac. In this day, in his day, my father was a famous man, a noble warrior lord named Ikthau. He outlasted many a long winter and went on his way. All over the world, men wise in council continue to remember him. We come in good faith to find your lord and nation's shield, the son of Halfdane. Give us the right advice and direction. We arrived here on a great errand to the lord of the Danes, and I believe, therefore, there should be nothing hidden or withheld between us. So tell us what we have heard is true about this threat, whatever it is. The danger abroad in the dark nights, this corpse maker mongering death in the shielding's country. I come to prefer my wholehearted help and counsel. I can show the wise Hrogarthar a way to defeat his enemy and find respite. If any respite is to reach him, ever, I can calm the turmoil and terror in his mind. Otherwise, he must endure woes and live with grief for as long as his hall stands at the horizon on its high ground. Undaunted, sitting astride his horse, the Coast Guard answered, Anyone with gumption and a sharp mind will take the measure of two things. What's said and what's done. I believe what you have told me. You are a troop loyal to our king, so come ahead. With your arms and your gear, I will guide you. What's more, I will order my own comrades on their, their word of honor to watch your boat down there on the sta- strand. Keep her safe in her fresh tar until the time comes for her curved prow to preen on the waves and bear this hero back to Greatland. Gateland. May one so valiant and venturesome come unharmed through the clash of battle. So they went on their way. The ship rode the water, broad-beamed, bound by its hawser, and anchored fast. Boar shapes flashed above their cheek guards, the brightly forged work of goldsmiths watching over those stern-faced men. They marched in step, hurrying on till the timbered hall rose before them. Radiant with gold, nobody on earth knew of another building like it. Majesty lodged there. Its light shone over many lands. So their gallant escort guided them to that of the dazzling stronghold and indicated the shortest way to it. Then the noble warrior wheeled on his horse and spoke these words. It is time for me to go. May the Almighty Father keep you in his kindness, watch over your exploits. I'm away to the sea, back on alert against enemy raiders. It was a paved track, a path that kept them in marching order. Their mail shirts glinted hard and hand-linked. The the high-gloss iron of their armor rang, so they dully arrived in their grim war graith and gear at the hall, and, weary from the sea, stacked wide shields of the toughest hardwood against the wall, then collapsed on the benches. Battle dress and weapons clashed. They collected their spears in a seafarer's stook, a stand of grayish tappering ash, and the troops themselves were as good as their weapons. Okay, so with what I just read, 
Um, I'll basically explain it to you guys what happened. So Grendel is continuing to attack the peop- the Danes, and he continues to do this even though the Danes have been offering offerings to pagan shrines and all that stuff. He still continues to attack them and cause havoc throughout the land of the Danes. Um, and then Beowulf, um, he has heard about what's been going on over in the land of the Danes. So he gets his men together and he sails there. Along the way, they meet a watchman, uh, well, the Coast Guard. And basically, the Coast Guard stops, the Coast Guard man, the watchman, he stops Bayo and his his crew, and he asks them, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys here? And he admits, like, um, he look, that Bayo looks like a noble hero. Um, then Bayo explains to him why he's coming, um, his background, such as how he's the son of Ikthau, and... That because of that, he is uh, loyal to Hygliac. Um And he basically explains to him that he is there to help them from... Help them from Grendel. Because Grendel keeps con- con- causing havoc throughout the land of the Danes. Um, so, he, the Watchmen lets them through. And they make their way to the land of the Danes. And they pull up to a large, really pretty looking stronghold in the book it says stronghold but basically it's like a mansion or a palace um and they move in there and they set up shop in there while the danes uh watch bale's ship 